Welcome to the Healing Journeys Today podcast. Today we've got an amazing message of hope and healing just for you. God's Word never returns to Him void, so let this message sink deep into your heart so that you can walk out your complete healing journey today. everyone. Oh my gosh, that was so quick. Hello, good morning. I'm so happy to see you all. Um, how's everybody doing out there? I hope you guys are doing well. I know you are because why? Because you're hearing the word of God literally every day and I know it's changing your life and I'm so excited that we get to be together every single week and that all of you are just flourishing from being on this platform and uh, having the teachings that that you get every single week, I mean, or a day, actually. I love listening to all the other teachers. I listen as well. And um, boy, do I learn so much. And I know that you are too. So I just wanted to tell you how much I appreciate you and how awesome I think you are. And um, so what'd you think about part four of the journey with Julianne? Interesting, huh? We've only got one more to go. Because there's a lot of things that I really want to cover that, you know, it's like in hindsight, I thought I was like, oh, man, I should have covered this and that. I should have said this or that. So um, I get a chance to kind of like sum everything up and um, and just show you just how good God is. You know, I keep saying this over and over, and I'm sure you probably are tired of me saying this, but that girl that you heard all those stories from. Yes, she's me, but I don't know her anymore. I don't know the way she thinks. I don't know the way she does life. I don't know the way she handles her personal stuff. I don't know how, like, I don't know that girl anymore. And the only way that that happened was I renewed my mind. Um, yes, I got saved. Of course, that's number one. I think that's a given. But getting saved without renewing your mind is very dangerous. A saved person without discipleship is very dangerous because there's um, you're, you don't you don't know how to live. You don't know how to act. You don't know what to say. You don't know what not to say um, because now you have Christ in you. And um, you know I've heard stories of you know people talking about like you know, the Lord, I had an encounter with the Lord and, you know, everything changed. And yes, everything did change, but it only, how can I explain it? It only changed based on how much I was willing to renew my mind to the change and to see that I didn't have to live, act, breathe, do business as, uh, do life as that, that girl. That girl was was a was literally, um, you know, going nowhere fast, unfortunately. And um, there's a lot of people out there that are like that. And that's why I'm so, so passionate about coming on this broadcast every single week and everybody else and saying that it doesn't have to be that way. The amount of teachings that are on this platform will transform anyone. And I mean that. God has transformed my life. He's transformed everybody. Nikki, Raquel and Herman, um, Mike, Nicole, um, Jeremiah, Cindy, 
transformed us. And that is not, and God is no respecter of us, of, of one person. He loves all of us and he wants to see the transformation in your life. And I want you to think about, you know, sometimes we get so caught up in the, I need to be healed, I need to be healed, I need healing, I need healing, that we don't even look back and say, well, actually, you know, a lot has changed in my life since I fully submitted to the Lord. And that is key. Fully submitting to the Lord, meaning there's no other way. There's no runner up. There's no other way. And there's no other way. And then you finish the sentence. There's no other way to having a wonderful life. There's no other way to having that amazing job. There's no other way to any of those things. Um, that is my my declaration is, is that I'm submitted to the Lord. And when I see that, I when, when I feel that something is taking my attention, I'm like, ooh, I'm submitting to something else. When I see that fear tries to come in and rear its ugly head, I'm submitting to something else other than the word of God. This is not something to tell you that you have to be perfect and that you never have to make a mistake or you never have to, you know, have a fearful thought. That is not what I'm saying. Our fearful thoughts going to come at times. Yeah. But it's what we do with it, which is, which changes everything. And what do we do with it? You know, I am so adamant on setting captives free because I was so I mean, gosh, watch my journey, right? So much in bondage to what the world offered and in bondage and, and the world offering of that the devil is the prince of the air, right? I mean, he's like, he's trying to, he was running my life daily, running my life daily, not just influencing me, but running my life daily. A lot, uh, seriously. A, a, a daily lifetime of the enemy, um, of, of us being in complete paralyzation from, due to fear, paralyzing fear, what are we submitting to? This is not to condemn you, not to make you feel bad. This is what I ask myself. How can you have a day of so much fear and be submitted to the Lord. Submitted to the Lord, listen, we know that you're saved, right? If, if you've said, you know, if, if you have believed in your heart that Jesus Christ is the Lord of your life, if you've accepted him into your life, into your heart, then you will be saved. That's not the problem at all. So if you are saved and you're experiencing such paralyzing fear, we're submitting to something. We are submitting to something. And we have to get ourselves back on track. I always go to this. Curry Blake says, pull your mind back when it starts to wander. What happens is it's like, you know, you walk in, you go, oh, I smell something good. And we go right towards where we're smelling something really good, right? 
are we, so we're, we are imagining things in our head and we're going right towards what we're imagining. We're going right towards it. Praise you, Lord. Why are we doing that? What are we submitting to? We've got to submit to the Lord. We cannot not submit to him fully. That's something that I really want to, that I really want to work on as far as like even be, uh, for 2022 is submitting ourselves fully to the Lord. Submitting ourselves fully. What does that look like? Well, what does, not just what does that look like, but what is it, what's it, what's it feel like on a daily basis? What does it feel like? Does it, is it, is it full of fear? Is it full of anxiety? Is it full of, like I said, paralyzing fear? What is it full of? What, what is your life full of? That will let you know where you're at. You know, we can read this word and we can read it through the, the um, emotion, emotions of fear, right? We can look at it. You know, a lot of people that have just come into the kingdom, they don't understand that the word, when you says fear the Lord, means respect, re revere the Lord, not be afraid of him. But see, there's so much religion out there that taught us to be like, oh, be afraid of the Lord. He's not your, he's not your friend. He will strike you dead. You know, when you, if you lie, he'll strike you dead if you do something bad, right? If that's the case, there'd be a lot of dead people lining the streets. Oh my gosh. Okay. I have to say that was amazing. <laughs> so true. When I just said, if God struck dead, uh, uh, evil people, bad people, people that have done bad things, we would not, we would walk out of our, of our houses, of our doorways and be stepping over dead bodies. Do you, I mean, think about that. We are so quick to say that God's going to strike me dead if I, if I do this or if I do that. Where did you hear that? That's what I want to know. Where did you hear that? Where did that lie come from? Where did you hear it? Because you heard it somewhere because you didn't hear it in the New Testament. You did not hear it in our new covenant. So again, just think about what I just said. If God struck dead, bad and evil people, the streets would be lined with bad and evil people. Now, I know there are some of us out there that have encountered some of those mean and evil people. And we would have to say, gee, I wish he did at times. Let's be real. Um, but you know, that's not the case. Because John 3.16 says, for God so loved the world that he gave Jesus. So he gave Jesus to have a life of abundance. Not a life of crime and a life of destruction and all that stuff. Now we know that John 10.10 says that the thief comes and to kill, to kill, steal, and destroy. That's not the Lord. So I just really want to get that, make it clear before we go on. The thief, the devil, comes to steal, to kill, and to destroy. Never once in the word does it say the Lord 
Jesus comes to steal, kill, and destroy. It does not. It says that the devil steal, kill, kills, and destroys. I'm going to go there right now. Um, but here's the part that I love. The thief does not come except to steal and to kill and to destroy. This is what Jesus says he's come to do. I have come that they may have life and that they may have it more abundantly. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd gives his life for the sheep. He did not, God doesn't take your life, doesn't kill you. He says, I'm the good shepherd. The good shepherd gives his life for the sheep. He gave his life for us. He is not looking to kill, to destroy, and to steal from you. That's not him. That is not him. Wow, there's a problem because the title today is, Can I Lose My Healing? Yes, I'm I'm going into that, but I just got to, there's a few things here that I got to I got to lay down because being lay down before us as a foundation, because there's too many bad doctrines out there that God just kills people in the middle of their life. No. And I'm not saying that people don't die in the middle of their life, but it doesn't come from God. The devil, the thief comes to steal, kill and destroy, not God. How do you how do you argue this point? with me because he says i have come that they may but um i have come that they may have life and that they may have it more abundantly <clears throat> and uh also too if you go down to this is uh, john 10 18 no one takes it okay he's talking um okay let me go here to uh 17 Therefore, my father loves me because I lay down my life that I may take it again. No one takes it from me, but I lay it down of myself. I have power to lay it down and I have power to take it again. This command I have received from my father. The same father that gave him this command is the same father that we are children under. This is our same dad. There's no other father that Jesus had besides the father that we have. This is really good teaching. I want you to know. <laughs> no, this is good. I'm getting such good revelation out of this. I really hope that you're getting what's in my heart. Let me know. It's the truth. We're looking for, there's been so many bad teachings out there. And look. The only way to know if you've got some bad teaching is to read the word. And if you need help, <clears throat> of course, we have Healing Journeys Today platform. No one on here is talking trash. No one on here is talking bad doctrine or they wouldn't be on this platform. Let me repeat that. No one on our platform is teaching lies, deception, they are teaching the truth. There's, a, there's other teachers out there that teach the truth too. But what happens is we discredit the truth teachers a lot because 
it doesn't fall in line with the bad doctrine that we were taught all those years ago. That is the truth. Boy. Oh, man. Why can't we make that decision? Why do we feel that? Um, uh, anyway, it, it's just, it's a, I've got to actually, actually go and teach on this whole thing. And I'm going to, because this is something so, so close to my heart. We've got great, wonderful, amazing, successful, awesome, beautiful Christians that, <clears throat> that are believing that God comes and steals people away from us, takes people from us at an early age. And that is not true. That is not true. So I want to talk about now my title, which is, can I uh, lose my healing? So I just want to bring you to um, this scripture, which is, oh, oh, I have it in my post-it right here. Uh, Mark 1.41. Okay. So I want you to go there. Okay. Let's start at, at Mark 1.40. Actually, let's go to, oh my gosh, there's just so much. We're going to go to Mark 1.32. Okay. I want to set it up more. So at evening, when the sun had set, they brought to him, Jesus, all who were sick and those who were demon-possessed. And the whole city was gathered together at the door. Then he healed many who were sick with various diseases. Does that cover you? Then he healed, I'm going to say that again. Then he healed many who were sick with various diseases and cast out many demons. And he did not allow the demons to speak because they knew him. Now in the morning, having risen a long while before daylight, he went out and departed to a solitary place and there he prayed. Now, he, it says here, now in the morning, having risen a long while before daylight, he went out and departed to a solitary place and then, and there he prayed. Where is your solitary place? This is Jesus doing this. Where is your solitary place? You've got to have a solitary place. It's the only way you're going to hear from the Lord. Mine is I walk. My solitary place. As a matter of fact, sometimes when I'm walking else, there might be people like, you know, you'll say hi to, and then they want to talk. And I'm like, no, no, I can't talk. I can't talk. I've got to, I can't talk. I've got to keep myself focused because I. the reason why I my solitary place is outside on a walk is because I get too distracted at home. Ladies, I mean, I know gentlemen do too, but I'm just saying ladies, do you find yourself getting distracted at home? Because I know I do. So I go for a walk, but I love this. Jesus, who is Jesus, son of God, 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 Lord, Savior, has to go into a solitary place before the sun rises to speak to his father and pray. And Simon and those who were with him searched for him. When they, when they found him, they said to him, everyone is looking for you. But he said to them, let us go into the next towns 
that it may that I may preach there also, because for this purpose I have come forth. It's like, guys, this is what I'm here for. I'm not here to do anything else but to preach the gospel, to tell people the truth. So let me say that again. Jesus says, let us go into the next towns that I may preach there also, because for this purpose, I have come forth. And he was preaching in their synagogues throughout all of Galilee and casting out demons. Now we get to 40. Now a leper came to him, imploring him, kneeling down to him and saying, so imagine this. The guy is begging him. He is, it says he's imploring, uh, and the leper came imploring him, kneeling down to him and saying to him, if you are willing, you can make me clean. Then Jesus moved with compassion, stretched out his hand, touched him and said to him, I am willing, be cleansed. You see, when we hear this bad doctrine of God willing, whatever, well, if God's will is to heal, like I'll be healed, God willing, God is willing. You show me in the New Testament where he was not willing to heal people. You show me where someone came up to him and said, I need to be healed. You know, I'm a leper. I'm, you know, I'm whatever. I, I have a disease. I have a demon. I have all these things. And God said, and Jesus said, away with you. No. That's, please, again, bad doctrine. He says, I am willing, be cleansed. As soon as he had spoken, immediately the leprosy left him and he was cleansed. And he strictly warned him and sent, and sent him away at once. Go. Cool. So here's the deal. As soon as he had spoken, immediately the leprosy left him and he was cleansed. So immediately the leprosy left him. Immediately, all he said was, I am willing. That's all Jesus said to him. I am willing. That's all he's saying to you. He is willing. He's never not willed to be your healer. Never. As soon as he had spoken, immediately the leprosy left him and was cleansed. And he strictly warned him and sent him away at once and said to him, see that you say nothing to anyone but, God, but go your way, show yourself to the priest and offer for your cleansing those things which Moses commanded as a testimony to them. So he said not to say anything, but show yourself to the priest because the only way that you could come into society again if you had leprosy is you had to show yourself to the priest and the priest let you back in. But he said, but don't tell anybody. Say nothing to anyone. In red, say nothing to anyone. However, he went out and began to proclaim it freely and to spread the matter so that Jesus could no longer openly enter the city, but was outside in deserted places, and they came to him from every direction. So this man was in complete disobedience to the Lord. He said, don't tell anyone, and he told everyone. 
The reason why he told them not to say anything is because Jesus would not be able to come back in the city. And it says here, um, so that Jesus could no longer openly enter the city. They knew, like, who's this guy again? Don't let this guy in the city. He's going against, you know, what is it? Pharisaical, Pharise, whatever, Pharise, Pharisee law, let's put it that way. It's going against everything. So what do we do with this guy? We'll just call him Dave, Dave the leper. Dave the leper went in, did something that was disobedient to the Lord. And I can guarantee you that if God, if, if we needed to, if God, what, if, if his healing left as a result of him being in disobedience, we would have been told, but it was not. The leprosy did not come back. So what does that tell you? And I'm not telling you to go out and do like dumb things and be completely disobedient to the Lord. Who wants to live like that? I don't. That's a horrible way of living. I would never live like that. I, I love Jesus way too much to now go live in disobedience. But I mean, hey, listen, I know lots of people that struggle with alcohol and drugs and, you know, got radically saved, loved the Lord, served the Lord. And then one thing came about, met a, met a, a girl or a boy, and that was it you know, just left everything, decided that Jesus wasn't enough, but the girl, the boy was enough. And um, they didn't lose their healing. They didn't, they didn't lose their healing. There are people though that, okay, when it does come to addiction, let me just say this. Yeah. Let me just say this. When it comes to something that's like an addictive demonic thing like that, if you do, uh, if you do turn your back on the Lord, there will be a problem because that, the remember the devil is just waiting for you to, so that he could kill, steal and destroy you. He's waiting for you to, to renounce or denounce or whatever the Lord, or just like, ah, I don't need to live for him anymore. I got what I need. He's waiting for that, for you to go live in sin so that he can just bring, he'll be like, Right? Can't whistle back. <laughs> like, whoa, whoa. Hey, all you demons, come back. He's ready again. She's ready again. Come on in. There's no moving fee. Just come on in. She opened herself up, or he opened himself up, opened up the doors. Come on back. We're going to have a party. We're going to have a party. And it's going to be probably death to the person. That is what happens when you literally turn your back on the one that sets you free. You see, you don't, you, you don't, you don't even have a minute to be thinking like that. You know, the Lord sets you free, but it's up to you to maintain your freedom in those cases of like addiction whether it's drugs, alcohol, pornography, um, 
whatever, like on that show, My Strange Addiction, whatever that is, whatever it is, I'm going to be addicted to the Lord. That's what I'm addicted to. I'm addicted to Jesus. I'm not addicted to anything else. I refuse to be. So when it came to healing a disease or a sickness in your body, that your body was being attacked by a sickness and disease. Jesus, the healer, does it once and for all. One time, we don't need to keep going back and doing it over and over and over again. We have to, we need to go back and be thanking him over and over and over again. Once that sickness has left your body, and now you're thinking that, you know, oh my gosh, if I make a mistake, then the Lord's gonna take back my healing. Another bad doctor, take back my healing. Why would he take back your healing? He set you free. He didn't, he, he doesn't say like, okay, you don't do all of these things. You don't, you know, you don't, um, you don't, you're not living for me. Well, I'm taking this back. I'm taking that back. I'm taking this back. No, what happens is you will destroy anything that he did do in your life. That's unfortunate, but it's true. So what I'm, what the, the, literally the, 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 the core of this teaching is, is that we are so insecure and uh, uh, when it comes to healing, not all, but some are, that we're afraid to say the wrong thing. We're afraid to do the wrong thing. We're afraid to, um, you know, eat the wrong thing. We're afraid to do all these things. And he says, no, he was willing to heal this man. The man was healed of leprosy. If he wanted, the only reason why he asked him not to go out and say anything because Jesus couldn't come back into the city again. But he did. And don't you think the Lord knew how excited he was that he got to be back in society and not be this outcast? with, with um, skin being eaten by this disgusting disease. Could you even imagine leprosy? That's like flesh-eating disease, I think. Just awful, disgusting. So you're not going to lose your healing because you made a mistake, because you lied about something, because you, you, know, you did something that you maybe weren't supposed to do. Once things are done, they're done in the kingdom. He doesn't, they're not, they're not that, um, they're, what is the word I'm looking for? They're, they're not that, uh, what's the word? It's like, they're, they're, it, when, when the Lord is, the word of God is, it's strong and it's powerful and it's sharper than a two-edged sword, right? The word of God is, a, the foundation is the firmest, most thickest, most grounding foundation that we could ever base our life off of. So when God promises, and it is in his promise, that by his stripes we are healed, 1 Peter 2.24, right? In the New Testament, the Isaiah, in the Old Testament, he means it. He doesn't take it back. He doesn't take it back. He remains the same. 
It is always and constant. It doesn't go up and down. Now, can our emotions go up and down? Absolutely. But God's word does not have, it's not insecure one day, secure the next day, flighty one day, flaky one day, secure the next day. No, it is always steady, firm. And we have confidence in him that we trust and we believe that Jesus Christ already healed all of us. So when we say that, what has to happen? We have to constantly renew our minds to that truth. We have to renew our minds to that truth. And yes, you have a lot of things fighting you. You've got doctor's reports, you've got family, you've got you know spouses, you've got friends, you've got all these things, you've got the internet that's bombarding you all day long telling you what's wrong with you. But you've got to say, stop everything, stop everyone. I'm going to the word because that is where my truth is. That is who my savior is. That's where I live and I'm not budging. And I'm not going to let human experience and human thoughts and human ideas come in and try to discredit what God has already done. I keep, I made a note a couple months ago and I, and every time I open up my, my notepad, I go to the same page. So I know I need to say it today. Jesus cannot say no to something he already said yes to. So the whole doctrine of, well, maybe it's just, you know, he doesn't, maybe he doesn't want to heal me. That is a bull poop. That's not true. That's not it's a bunch of lies. He cannot say no to something he already said yes to. I love the scripture that says, anything you ask in my name, I will do it for you. Dave the leper was set free from leprosy. And even though God, Jesus, told him not to go tell anybody the reason why, so that he could still, so Jesus could still enter into the city without, you know, everybody trying to kill him or bombard him. So he disobeyed the Lord, but he still kept his healing. The leprosy did not come back. So I'm telling you today, give yourself a break. You are loved and you are wanted on this earth by the Lord. And I know that you're saying in your thing in, online right now, what do I, you know, but what about this? This is impossible. I'm laying in a bed. I've not moved in six years. There's nothing in this word that says, well, okay, if you've been in a bed for the last six years and you're, you've not been able to move your body, well, that's a little too hard or that's not, that doesn't fall in line with the rest of the scriptures. I don't know your situation, but I just know what the word says. I just know what the word says. And that's what I'm going with. I, I just know what the word says. And I would hope that you say, I only know 
what the Lord has said to me through his word. I'm only going to do and say as my father says to do and say. I'm not going back into whatever my friend said or my doctor said or anybody said. You need to hear from the Lord. You can listen to a doctor and do whatever the doctor says, but please hear from the Lord first. Spend time with the Lord. Let him minister to you. Let him love on you. Let him talk to you. Let him set you free from things that have kept you in bondage for years. And I mean years. Let him release the trauma in your heart that has literally been held arrested and in prison for so many years. Let him, let him, let him. I love you guys. Thank you so much for watching. If you know anybody that is, you know, married that would love to hear two married people like me and my husband, been married for 30 years, starting 20 in 22, married for 30 years. We've been through a lot. We've been through great days and we've been through some tough days but we are still together and I love him more than anything and um, on this earth. And it's just an amazing relationship. You know, I always was a little concerned when I thought, well, you know, like when you're having kids and everything is about the kids and you're doing all the games and the sports and the theater and all that stuff. And um, you start to kind of lose that, you know, just that everyday time with your spouse because it used to be you and him all the time and then the kids came and that kind of changed things up a little bit and I always was concerned what will happen when our girls move out like what's that going to be like will I like him well I love him more today than I did 10 years ago he's an amazing man and so anyway uh, we want to share our life with you on Wednesday nights at five and we just praise God for you. You all are amazing people. We love you. And we just are so fortunate to have you be a part of this platform. So we'll see you guys next week on Healing Journeys today. We hope you got some great nuggets of wisdom out of that teaching. Thank you for listening to the Healing Journeys Today podcast. And don't forget, you can find us live on Facebook and YouTube seven days a week. If you would like to donate, please go to www.healingjourneystoday.com. Isaiah 53.5 says, And by His stripes, we are healed. God bless you.